Praise God. We are going to continue our study on the book of Ezekiel. And today we are entering chapter 3. We are going to see the responsibility of the prophet. Specifically, what the call of the prophet Ezekiel is from the Lord. We need to see a slight background even as we are entering into the same chapter. So when Jeremiah prophesied the exile of Israel, the captivity period of 70 years, God wanted Jeremiah the prophet to let the people know that God himself was hurt as he was sending that group of people to the Assyrian captivity or to the uh, exile in Babylon. God himself was hurt. He wanted Jeremiah the prophet to let the people know. Nevertheless, the people who went into exile, they became bitter. They became resentful. They were not willing to listen to the message or they were not willing to accept that punishment from the Lord as a way of correction. That was the people's attitude. So at that time, which means when Ezekiel is about to prophesy, so we need to have in mind that Ezekiel was in that second batch of people who were taken to Babylon and uh, around 593 BC. The temple is the temple of Jerusalem is not yet burnt. Jerusalem is not fully destroyed. It will be another around seven years later that the full destruction of Jerusalem will come about. So as the setting is staying like that, the false prophets who were still in Jerusalem, they prophesied or they told the people of God that they would be going back home. I mean, the false prophets even in Babylon, they were telling the exiles that this period of uh, separation from the land of Jerusalem is not permanent. They would be going back home soon. At the same time, the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they had very unpopular messages. They were ridiculed by the false prophets. God tells Ezekiel that the people will be in captivity for a period of 70 years. Just as Jeremiah had prophesied. They will be doing, the people of God will be doing manual labor. They will be building buildings and uh, tilling the land and doing all sorts of hard labor in the kingdom of Babylon. That was their destiny for the next 70 years. And Ezekiel is giving this message. I mean, that people who are in exile, they will be doing manual labor for a period of 70 years. I mean, that's the message for the first part of this book. So with that understanding, let's enter chapter 3. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that scroll. Did you find that phrase? Eat this scroll. Eat this scroll. We see other other, uh, places in scripture where uh, a similar phraseology is being used. In Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16, your words were found and I ate them. In Revelation chapter 10, John the disciple, he is instructed to eat that seven sealed book which was opened. And when Jesus was tempted, he is quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. 
in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 where he says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God we can see the similar uh, uses in Psalm 19 as well as Psalm 119 also so what does this uh, tell us we are to feed on the word of god on a day to day basis for our spiritual sustenance that's the message that we can understand or we can glean from that part our responsibility is to fully accept and not only accept but also obey what god has said in his word and no wonder why jesus said yeah, i mean whoever does the will of my father is in the kingdom i mean we are required to not only listen but also obey put it into practice what god says in his word at the same time we need to introspect daily we need to check what we are consuming or what we are putting into our beings on a day to day basis we should avoid what is harmful for our spiritual health that's why paul the apostle said in philippians chapter 4 verse 8 whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things we are required to keep ourselves pure at the same time we need to check what we are putting into ourselves into our spiritual man or woman the, all what the external stuff all what is not beneficial for our spiritual man's health we need to avoid at all costs and he said to me son of man feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that i give you so i ate and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness You see in Revelation chapter 10 the experience of John the apostle was similar I mean what Ezekiel experienced that is one half of what John experienced in Revelation for John first it was sweet as honey in the mouth but later it was bitter in the stomach the question that you and I need to ponder is do you love and cherish god's word see here when ezekiel is told to eat that scroll it is tasting as honey in the mouth we need to ask ourselves do we love do we cherish do we enjoy the word of god daily you can never love him enough unless you love the word of god God is revealed see in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God that's what John 11 says we need to have that love we need to have that affinity we need to have that uh, desire deep down desire to know the lord more through his word then he said to me son of man go to the house of israel and speak with my words to them for you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech and of heart language but to the house of israel the house of israel house of israel seen repeatedly in these verses you see the northern kingdom 
was wiped away in 721 BC by the Assyrians. You know what the Assyrians did? They captured this northern kingdom people and scattered them across the kingdom of Assyria and brought in their own people, the Assyrians, to live in the land of the northern kingdom. And those people commingled and therefore the result was that the northern kingdom people lost their national identity. And later in history, when Babylon captured Assyria, this northern kingdom people were also in the group of captives who were taken to Babylon. So that's why this northern kingdom or uh, the house of Israel, house of Israel, I mean, is used more or less frequently in this part. I'll tell another reason later. Not too many people of unfamiliar speech and of heart language whose words you cannot understand. Surely, had I sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. See again the house of Israel, house of Israel. But God is telling here, they won't listen to you because they won't listen to me. Have you uh, read in any other place in scripture a similar way wherein God speaks to any other uh, prophet? Yes, you are right, to Moses. This is the same way of speech God said to Moses. And again, we see here, house of Israel, house of Israel. See, this house of Israel phrase is seen 101 times in the book of Ezekiel. So keeping in mind what I told about the Assyrian captivity and all those things, we need to have in mind that the house of Israel specifically would mean the northern kingdom Israel. But in general, the house of Israel in this book would mean the whole nation of Israel, which means northern kingdom Israel as well as southern kingdom Judah. They both are collectively called as the house of Israel. And God is telling the prophet Ezekiel beforehand itself that the people will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. The question that we need to ponder is why should God send Ezekiel to them if he already knows that they are not going to listen to him? Why should he send that prophet? Why take that trouble? Why should he send him? To prove that God is just when he judges in the end. To prove that God is a just God when he executes his judgment upon not only them, but when this passage is speaking to us, God wants to prove that he is absolutely just. Absolutely just. Many, many times when God tries to get our attention, are we also, I mean, like these people who are not listening, who don't want to listen, God repeatedly will send his message across and it's our obligation to pay heed to what he is telling us. Ezekiel was in that second group of people who was you know, who, who were taken to Babylon. We saw that in the introductory part. In Jerusalem, the city remained a vassal city, subservient to Babylon. 
and Ezekiel's message to his people was cautioning them to flee from idolatry and return to the Lord. That was Ezekiel's message. That message was valuable to a small remnant who accepted that message. But the period of grace finally came to an end. And God's judgment fell upon that city and the remaining group of people were taken as captives to Babylon. That was God's judgment. And Ezekiel, as he proceeds in his book, will talk later about even our present day. He was called first to the house of Israel, but his message is applicable to us also. This book has got something to tell us personally to our lives even today. And we will now go through all those interesting things as we are traveling through this book. Look at the people of in exile. Instead of acknowledging their sins, instead of turning to the Lord in repentance, the Jewish exiles thought that their period of captivity was like an uh, interval, was like a small duration and they thought that they would be returning to their home soon. They stubbornly refused to admit their sins, to submit to the Lord or believe the warning message of impending judgment upon national Israel itself. Are we also like that? That's why I asked you, when God tries to get our attention through the small things in our life, are we trying to brush them aside? Are we trying to ignore thinking that we are God's chosen people? We are God's favorite people? Because we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, do we carelessly assume that God would ignore our shortcomings and that God would continue to bless us? Be very careful. Be very careful when God tries to get our attention through the small things in life. Better heed to his warning call. Better pay attention and better return to the Lord and his ways. Live that life that pleaseth him no matter what. We are not allowed to deviate from his word even by the slightest margin. Turn to the Lord. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their foreheads. Like Adam and stone, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are a rebellious house. Face strong against their face, forehead strong against their foreheads. See, Ezekiel's name in Hebrew means God strengthens. So the way God is saying that harder than flint, making your faces strong against their faces. It's actually a play upon those words. Using Ezekiel's name itself as a play upon those words. And this is where we need to understand the mark of a true prophet. A true prophet, a genuine prophet, a sincere prophet from the Lord will not be afraid of his audience or think what his audience would think about him. Think about the contemporary prophets of today. Nowadays, people prefer to address themselves as prophet, prophet. Let me ask you, check the prophet's message. Is it a message of repentance? Is it the message of warning people 
to turn from their wicked way and turn to the lord turn to the lord is that the message of the law uh, message of the lord through that prophet or is it simply you know god will bless you god will bless you with a house god will bless you with uh, a fleet of cars uh, god will bless you with a wonderful job he will give you a passport to a foreign country is it all material blessings or is it the message of repentance the message or the warning message to turn to the lord and such a prophet will declare that message faithfully and he will not think what others will think about him that's the mark of a true prophet moreover he said to me son of man receive into your heart all my words that i speak to you and hear with your ears hear with your ears it is discerning with the heart jesus himself said many times when he taught he who has ears let him hear does it mean that there are some people who don't have ears no it means not only listening with our external ears but also comprehending discerning accepting with our heart not just passive hearing but actively listening with the heart and understanding and putting it into practice and go get to the captives to the children of your people and speak to them and tell them thus says the lord god whether they hear or whether they refuse do we hear or do we refuse the message of the lord when we read god's word when we listen to a message when we listen to a sermon when we read a book do we hear do we accept or do we choose to refuse then the spirit lifted me up and i heard behind me a great thunderous voice blessed is the glory of the lord from his place i also heard the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touched one another and the noise of the wheels beside them and a great thunderous noise great thunderous voice we see in those verses now a similar thing is seen in acts chapter 2 verse 2 when the holy spirit comes upon those people who were waiting for the promise of the father as jesus promised that he will send the holy spirit great thunderous voice like the rushing of a wind so the spirit lifted me up and took me away and i went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit but the hand of the lord was strong upon me the hand of the lord was strong upon me to keep in mind when the lord ask you to do certain things and when you choose to obey always remember that the lord's presence and protection will be upon you amen can you say an amen to that when you choose to obey what god is telling you at a specific point of time always be assured that god's protection god's presence god's providence god's provision everything will be upon you everything will be with you he will be with you then i came to the captives at tel aviv who dwelt by the river kebar and i sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days see we saw earlier in our introductory session kebar was that main canal that came from the euphrates river which irrigated that area and kebar river It's the same as Habor or Kabor 
where the northern kingdom was taken by Tiglath Pileser and Shalmaneser we read about all those in second kings and first chronicles and Ezekiel is astonished the whole experience that Ezekiel is seeing in that vision remember in chapter 1 also Ezekiel was exhausted after seeing all these visions and he is now overwhelmed astonished for 7 days why 7 days why the period of 7 days because that was the time that was appointed for the consecration of the priests we see that in leviticus the period of consecration and he is now waiting there for the message of the lord so in the next session we are going to see the specific responsibility of the prophet what god is telling him to do very important message even for us today so stay tuned for that if you are not subscribed kindly subscribe by hitting that subscribe button and also pressing the bell icon so that you will be notified when that message will be uploaded to this channel and as we are studying prayerfully seek the lord prayerfully ask the lord to speak to you more through his word and make his message alive even today shall we pray father thank you for this word and as we are bowing before you lord help us to accept your message whatever you are speaking to us today through your word help us not to reject but to accept it joyfully and help us to know you more through your word bless all my hearers as they are also trying to know you more lord and aligning their lives in conformance with your word bless them lord thank you father for hearing and answering us in jesus name we humbly pray amen